Really just trying to, 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 to take the team and put the best team together for what we've seen in, in our practices. So, you know, at the end of the day, I just felt that was the best decision for us as a team. Uh, I think it gives us the best opportunity uh, with the skill sets that we have with the other players in there. Um, I just thought that that was the best for the team and doing it now, uh, we exhausted, you know, all trade opportunities. We weren't able to get anything there. Um, so I just felt that, you know, now we can, you know, work on the team and the plan and get ourselves ready for the season. Jaguars head coach Doug Marone explained the coaching staff's decision to waive Leonard for net shocking news on a Monday morning. It was live on our show when we found out. We talked all about that before hearing from head coach Doug Marone Monday afternoon. So, guys, let's not harp too much about this, bringing in Brian Sexton and John Osier. We're going to talk much more about this and big things with Leonard Fournette, not lo no longer with the team. But, guys, Monday morning, obviously, was shocking news. Brian, how has your opinion changed on the matter now that we've heard from head coach Doug Marone, we've heard from running back coach Terry Robisky? How has that opinion changed since we heard the shocking news Monday? Well, I'll tell you what changed. So you and I had a conversation on Sunday night about hot takes, right, which is a segment in the show. And I told you the one I really wanted to do was that the Trevor Lawrence issue was going to be the most pressing issue around the Jaguars this year, but it was a little early to bring that into play. Let's give Gardner Minshew a chance. So I went with something, and, and I'll unveil that here in a minute. Really, though, when the Jaguars cut Leonard Fournette on Monday, they put the Trevor Lawrence card into play. I know Doug and Dave said they didn't. That wasn't their intention. Totally get it. They can't worry about that. But this show and shows like it and social media will now drive that thing forward so it's into play. And while it's in play, it just puts the onus even more on Gardner Minshew. I mean, he already had a lot to climb over to prove that he is a franchise quarterback. No offseason, a different season with COVID-19. Now this... Everyone's saying, well, there's Trevor Lawrence up the road if it's not going to be you. Trust me, that's a lot of pressure. It's one more boulder for this kid to try and climb over. And, you know, it's, it's like tying an arm behind his back. But we all know Gardner, and that's kind of the way he seems to like it. John, I know you were definitely shocked on Monday morning. How has your opinion changed maybe now that we've had two days to kind of try to divulge all of this? Well, I was shocked because you figured if they were going to move Fournette, it would have been around the draft. To do it after he had gotten all the first-team reps, after, or not all, but a lot of the first-team reps, uh, to do it two or three weeks into training camp, it was jolting. It was a surprise. Um, you know, it, it, the more you think about it, um, I get that everybody wants to take this off the field, and I'm sure there were some off-the-field elements to it. But the reality with Fournette is for the last couple of years, he really has not been a make-you-miss guy. He has not been a big play guy. And I, it would not surprise me if they make up the production that he had this regular season. So um, it's going to make the Trevor Lawrence thing a factor. But I, I honestly don't believe that with Doug and Dave that they were saying, okay, we're going to try to get worse so that we don't win games this year. This
it put more onus on Gardner Minshew? Yeah, but as Brian said, I think he likes that, and I think the team really believes that this will help them win, as strange as that is for people to believe who thought that Leonard Fournette was a bell cow player. It's definitely strange, but now that we've heard from head coach Doug Ronan, running back coach and players, it definitely seems like this new offensive system under Jay Gruden is more about, more about running back through committee, that ground and pound running back that Leonard Fournette was in the offensive system that it was in 2017, 2018, really no longer is the vibe here in Jacksonville. So now that it's definitely making more sense two days into it, as we get into big things, big thing one is what just happened Monday morning at the time, very shocking news about Leonard Fournette like we've discussed. Monday went on as a usual day of practice with meetings, but teammates were not shy about how surprised they were about the news as well. Yeah, we were shocked about it. Um, he came in the room a couple minutes before our team meeting and let us know that he had got released. We didn't believe it. We thought he was joking because, you know, he laughs and jokes with us all the time. And uh, it wasn't really until uh, Coach Marone said it in the team meeting that we really believed it. And, um, you know, it was a shocker for everybody. The mood was just different that day uh, or different yesterday at practice. But, um, you know, it's the NFL, and um, we just have to rock with the decisions that's being made. That was veteran running back Chris Thompson addressing the Fournette news. So big thing, too, is now what? We have covered the Fournette news. We are putting it to bed, breaking news over. Let's move forward now with what this running back room is right now. Chris Thompson, the veteran in the room, Aquel Armstead, Divine Exebo, and James Robinson, who has definitely flashed in training camp an undrafted rookie right now, but definitely is turning heads in camp. So running back Terry Robisky says after this news, there's a newfound drive in the running back room. Look like a bunch of fresh guys, you know, just a bunch of uh, uh, big eye guys that's uh, that's glaring to go. Uh, just one opportunity. They want they wanted an opportunity, and I think they feel the opportunity is there. And a group of guys that um, I think a group of guys that's ready to go meet the challenge, uh, you know, go prove themselves and. Like I said, everybody in life wants an opportunity. Uh, I got a group of guys that's uh, that's got a shot. They've got an opportunity here, and it's uh, uh, it's right before them. Great opportunity for all four of those running backs now in the Jaguars running back room. So, Brian, let's go to you. We just talked about Jay Gruden, this new offensive system. He believes in spreading out the ball, way more passing. It's now, frankly, obvious that they're building this offense around Gardner Minshew. And now you're going to go see a running back by committee instead of that one ground and pound star running back. Are you agreeing with this move? And what do you think of this offense right now? Well, look, I mean, I understand the move, but I disagree with the idea that Leonard Fournette couldn't succeed in this offense. He caught 76 passes last year for 522 yards. I mean, it is not as if he was incapable of being part of a passing offense. In fact, I thought maybe he was more productive as a receiver than a runner because it got him into the open space. He wasn't the guy that could, he didn't have the feet necessarily to find seams and exploit them. It got him moving downhill faster. So I don't necessarily agree. I tend to think he isn't here anymore because of some personality issues. Uh, you know, whatever the reason is, I don't buy that he couldn't fit in this offense. I just think that they decided, you know what, We're, we've got a couple of other guys we like, we're gonna go with it, we're gonna move on and we're gonna to try to, uh, to figure out what the future is, because I don't think he was gonna be here in 2021 anyway. 
Yeah, Shalane, here's the bottom line. They didn't think Leonard Fournette was that good. If they did, they wouldn't have cut him. So I think they... <laughs> They believe that these guys, James Robinson in practice has looked as good as Fournette. Uh, Azigbo has looked as good as Fournette. Now, that's practice where you're non-contact and all those things. It's play out on the field. But Leonard Fournette was not an elite back, and they think they can get a production by committee. It, you know, out of all this, amazingly, here's what Leonard Fournette did. He made a unique Ngakwe, not a news story when he got traded. Yeah. <laughs> Unique being yeah. out of here will hurt. There will be games that they don't win. Or there's John freezing up on us on a little on this window. Okay, well, let me jump Nothing in Nothing we can't handle. Brian, go in. for it. Um, Take over. Well, look, if you're looking for a reason to believe that they can be very productive in the running back room, look no further than Philip Lindsay, the Denver Broncos young running back who's had a thousand yard season and has been incredibly productive, was an undrafted rookie. So you can find guys like that who can do things on the field. That's and nice. look, the history books of the NFL are littered with running backs who come in and make a name for themselves and are productive. Do they last a long time? Are they uh, Pro Bowl, All Pro kind of players? No. But the player that you need the most to be that player is your quarterback. And the running backs need to fit the system. They need to be able to do the things that Jay Gruden wants to get done. And he obviously thinks he can get that done with a guy like a James Robinson, with, uh, with Zig, with these other guys. Yeah, definitely a lot of options now with the running back room. And curious to see now who takes a step forward after this Leonard Fournette news. We're going to see that at practice here today. And those are our big things all about the running back room as we move forward with Jaguars Drive Time coming back here shortly. Hey Jax fans, we all know Duval is a big place and you need to get a lot of mileage out of what you drive. That's why Duval Motor Company puts service first. They don't just sell great cars and trucks. Their service departments take care of your loved ones by providing maintenance and repair for every make and model, even the ones they don't sell. They've got all of Duval covered when it comes to your ride. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com at ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff 
Look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. All together again. The Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe at TIAA Bank this fall. From cashless concessions to contactless entry, visit jaguars.com slash stadium to learn more. Stand in the place where you live now. Think about direction, wonder why you have it now. Stand in the place where you were. The last play definitely. If I would have caught that, it would have been the cherry on top, per se, of, of the day for me. So um, I'm going to have to look at that one on film and figure out why I didn't come down with it um, because that would have completed my day personally. So I, I got to clean that up. Uh, but I am happy with, you know, the other catches and the other plays I made. But like I said, I'm all about getting better, so I got to continue to get better. Um, listen to, you know, Coach McCardell. He played for 17 years, a great coach, too. Um, and, and I'm always learning from the older receivers in the room. Jaguars wide receiver Colin Johnson out of Texas. Nearly two touchdowns in Saturday's scrimmage. We haven't had the chance to talk a lot about Saturday's scrimmage with all of this breaking news going on, but he almost comes down with an unbelievable catch to end the scrimmage. If you do not know about this guy, you're going to hear about him. Colin Johnson, absolutely the standout in training camp so far as we get into a segment of who stood out in Saturday's scrimmage. So, Brian, let's go to you, the guy we just heard from, Colin Johnson. What have you seen from him? Well, look, I, I mentioned this when they drafted him, but they've always wanted a big red zone receiver, the guy who could go up above everyone else and get the fade. And they, they looked for that guy 15 years ago with Matt Jones, right? And if Matt had been able to do this, the Jaguars might have played in another AFC championship game in the 2007 season. So I've always been looking for this guy. He's huge he's got length he has timing this is what he did at texas he knows how and when to go and get the ball he's got great body control he's a top competitor he wants every single ball um you just listen to him such a bright articulate young man a guy who is able to tell you what he wants to do he's been thinking about this he's got his own goals i mean i just I think he's the complete package, and I say that because I've watched him on special teams, and I know most people don't pay attention to special teams, but that's where this kid is really going to make a breakthrough. A couple of years ago, DJ Chark, when he was a rookie, had a forgettable season as a receiver, but a very memorable one as a gunner on teams. With his size, with his length, with his speed, he got down the field and created havoc, like forcing that botched punt in Houston on the final Sunday of the regular season. This guy has been playing like that. If they get that kind of contribution from Colin Johnson, right, a late round pick, that's enough this year. Everything else is gravy. And I think you're going to have plenty of gravy to pour because this guy's going to make some of those catches. Um, he's been phenomenal. Everyone's seen the trick catches. I think the special teams is the part that probably excites me the most because it shows you that this kid is willing to do whatever it takes to be his very best. And he eventually will be that guy in the offense. Yeah, Brian, couldn't agree more. And it definitely reminds me about two years ago with DJ Chark, what an impact he made on special teams. We saw the potential with him when he first came in here. 
saw how hard he was working on special teams. So I'm definitely seeing some similarities there. And in that video, if you're watching on Jaguars.com Live, you're seeing quarterback Jake, Jake Luton, who John has for his who stood out. Definitely a guy who's throwing the ball very well in camp so far, John. Well, he has. And he looked good in the scrimmage. And I remember thinking, this kid looks like the best quarterback in the field right now. And then he threw a really bad pick in the red zone, which tells you, okay, he's a six-round rookie. There's still a long way to go. But the reality is, if you didn't know who the starting quarterback was and all you did was watch practice, you would look at Jake Luton because of his size, because of the way he throws, the arm strength, all that stuff. Even Gardner mentioned, we were talking about him last week, said this guy's got everything scouts want in a quarterback. What you don't know about Luton, the lights haven't been on yet. There has been no real stuff going on. There's no games. There's no defense coordinators preparing for him. So he's not the best quarterback in camp. But he has shown more during training camp to look good, to stand out, than any quarterback I've seen around here since Gabbard. And what I mean by that is all the quarterback stuff. Gabbard was not good on the field when, once game started, but he looked the part of an NFL quarterback. No kid has looked the part of an NFL quarterback like Jake Luton yet. So does he have that stuff on the field? I don't know if we'll get a chance to find out this year, but he has sure looked good in camp. And some of the balls he throws are big-time NFL balls. I got a feeling this kid at some point is going to contribute for this team. You know, it's worth pointing out, Ashlyn, that Jake Luton has shown more in camp this summer than Gardner Minshew did last summer. I mean, I've said this before, oh. but the night before the Falcons preseason game last year, Doug Marone thought that he told us that Gardner still had to prove that he was going to be the backup quarterback with a good performance in the preseason finale, right? I mean, when he walked mm -hmm. onto the field on opening day, I turned to Fred Taylor and I went, uh, season sunk, because I hadn't seen anything from the kid to make me think that he could do it. So, you know, we've seen some really positive things. Now, as John just mentioned, and he's absolutely right, what we haven't seen from him is can he do it when the game is, is live? I mean, Gardner Minshew clearly proved last year that he could get things done. Um, but Luton has stood out much more than Minshew did in practice. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't help but think, John, you talk about the difference between the practice field looking great with deep balls and then when the lights go on. A lot of times last season when we were watching practice, we said, wow, Tanner Lee throws the best ball at practice. Then we saw him in the preseason when the lights went on. It did not translate. So very curious if Jake Luton does end up getting a chance at some point this season, how that transfers over to a game field. So very curious to keep an eye on that. My who stood out, I'm going on the defensive side of the ball. Linebacker Miles Jack was all over the running game, especially during the first drive. Definitely Saturday scrimmage like a real game was juiced up excited to be in the stadium immediately as the ball was snapped he was picking up on the run very quickly along with middle linebacker Joe Schobert their communication definitely is working they seem to have a great connection Miles Jack made multiple plays for a loss in yards on Saturday's scrimmage and seems to be extremely confident in his new role John Bryan I think we're not surprised at all by this we figured once he moves over to his more fluid role in the linebacker unit that he was going to succeed. Brian, what do you think of Miles Jack on Saturday? Are you talking to me, Ashlyn? I couldn't hear. I am, yes. 
I'm all alone here. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought he was good, and I, I expect that he will be good. Uh, we've talked about this throughout the, uh, the last couple of months. He, you're talking about a guy who is a natural playmaker. The interception in Pittsburgh, the, the, the forced fumble-fumble recovery should have scored in New England. Um, it's what he does. But in the middle, he was never going to have that kind of an impact. And so, you know, now all of a sudden you're going to ask him to go and do what he does best, which is run to the football. So I would expect this year you'll see multiple interceptions. You'll probably see multiple uh, fumble recoveries. Uh, I remember one in New York in 2017 where he picked it up off the ground and went more than 70 yards for the score. I, I'll go as far as to say that Miles Jack may have two or three defensive touchdowns this year. That's how strong I think he's going to be in this new role. Yeah, the, the demise of Miles Jack has been grossly exaggerated. Uh, people are tired of he hearing it because there's a couple plays that stood out last year where he missed on. But he was not as bad in the middle as everybody wants to believe. Everybody knows he was making up for guys who didn't know their assignments around him, things like that. I agree. He, he has a chance to be outstanding weak side linebacker. It's probably, it's probably been his ideal position. And he's been taking one for the team a little bit, playing out of position with uh, Pizlozny being in the middle and with uh, Telvin Smith. So um, I don't think there's any reason in the world why he shouldn't be a Pro Bowl caliber linebacker. Will the Jaguars be good enough to get him name recognition, all that stuff? I don't know. But I don't think there's any reason in the world why he shouldn't have a huge season. Uh, probably lines up he and Josh Allen, the two favorites for a defensive MVP. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Definitely has a newfound confidence and seems much more com comfortable in this position. So very curious to see how Miles Jack plays in the 2020 season. As we come back, we have some hot takes for you here on Jaguars Drive Time. With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com Football is back. And Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars are ready to win. Visit Jaguars.com and join us at the bank. Season tickets mean you'll be there in person for a Thursday night matchup with the Dolphins, a rivalry game against the Steelers, and crucial contests with our AFC South Division opponents. The Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe and ensure we can be Duval together this fall. Limited capacity seats remain. Visit Jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000 and lock in your seats for the 2020 season. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com.
Introducing Jags at Home, a second screen viewing experience that gives fans watching from home an all new way to connect with the team on game day. Win cash prizes ensure everyone can be Duval together during the 2020 season. To celebrate, we're giving one lucky fan the chance to win a Microsoft Surface Pro 6 to ensure their home viewing setup is fully equipped with a brand new second screen. Go to jaguars.com slash jags at home and enter to win by 11.59 on Thursday, September 3rd, tomorrow. Let's go, man. Hey, we ain't scored yet. Hey, we want to touchdown. DJ Chark mic'd up during Saturday's scrimmage. You can catch the full version of that later on today on Jaguars.com. Talking about wanting to make plays, definitely a guy that has stood out during Saturday's scrimmage. A beautiful touchdown pass from Gardner Minshew after he calmed down and got it together Saturday inside the stadium. As we get into some hot takes here on Jaguars Drive Time, let's go ahead. Hmm. Let's start with Brian. What do you got for us as a hot take? Well, I gave you my hot take off the top. Uh, so this is the one <laughs> we came up with. Uh, Tyler Eifert will be the difference if the Jaguars are going to win close games. Last year, the Jaguars had 54 catches, fewer than 500 yards, and only three touchdowns from the tight end position. It was essentially gone once James O'Shaughnessy went down in Carolina in the middle of October. This guy by himself is capable of putting up better numbers than that. I, he's a lion and a gazelle, right? I mean, he's pure power at the line of scrimmage. I think he's a terrific inline blocker, but he is effortless when he's out in the pattern. He's smooth. He knows where he's supposed to be, and he turns those hips and gets up the field. He's a guy that will move the chains. He will exploit weaknesses, create matchup problems for opposing defenses, and better than that, he's got a nose for the football in the end zone. Before injuries took their toll on him with the Bengals, he had a Pro Bowl season in 2015 where he scored 13 times. I'm not suggesting that he's going to score 13 times this year, but I think he might put up the best numbers for the Jaguars at the position since Mercedes Lewis did it in 2010 when he had 10 touchdowns or since Kyle Brady had 64 catches and nearly 800 yards all the way back in 2000, right? So those are the two hallmark seasons by a Jaguars tight end. I think he could be better than either of them. Love to hear that, Brian. Definitely already making plays during training camp along with James O'Shaughnessy. We saw that connection with Gardner Minshew last season. Hoping that tight end room can finally get it figured out and make an impact on the field. John Osier, you have the quarterback. Something to do with him for your hot take. Yeah, well, he's got to be better than he was on Saturday. I mean, it's, it's uh, it, you always sort of couch this with Minshew by remembering he was not good in training camp last year. Uh, he really struggled. He's good when the lights come on. He's good when he's outside the pocket making plays, under duress. When it's real, he's very, very good. But it, you know, if you didn't know all that, Saturday would have been concerning. It, it, it was a bad pick six that he threw to DJ Hayden. Uh, he did not look accurate, did not look confident, all that stuff. Now he came back and in some more truncated work, more red zone type stuff, looked very good at the end, which is what he does. If you think about a lot of his his big moments last year came, okay, we didn't play very well in the first half, came back against Oakland. A lot of comebacks, a lot of uh, pulling games out when you didn't think they were there. Um, 
The issue is it's hard to win in the NFL consistently that way. He has to be more <laughs> consistent than he was last year and than he was Saturday. So I believe he will, but uh, it's got to be better. I think we should note, Ashlyn and John, that he's not going to have the kind of defense that he's had. Um, not that that defense last year was as lights out as, as it had been in 17 and 18, but you know, this pass rush is not going to be the same without Yannick Ngakwe. I know Josh Allen. I know what he's capable of. But you know offenses are going to gear their protections towards him, which means it's going to be Caleb Von Chase on and Dewan Smoot. That's not the same. And the coverage is going to take mm -hmm. some time to get there, too. C.J. Henderson's a terrific young athlete, and, but he's never played a down. So if Gardner Minshew has to play from behind, right, it's a totally different game. It's going to be interesting to see if he can do that. Yes, couldn't agree more. Definitely at times concerning Saturday, but John, I think you made a great point. When the lights come on, it's a totally different ball game for Gardner Minshew. So we will see here in just a couple weeks, one week actually, when the Colts come to down for the first game. Still not used to that. All right, my hot take has changed a little bit since Monday, but it still is around the same thing, and that is running back James Robinson. The running back committee is back, and keep an eye on running back James Robinson to not only make the team but create a major impact on this offense and in the running back room. The coaching staff really likes this guy out of Illinois State. 44 touchdowns in his college career, a workhorse, of course. Big impact on special teams so far. Joe D is always raving about him. You can hear him from across the field, of course. Joe G always yelling, so uh, you can't hide much from him. So, yes, James Robinson making a huge impact in training camp, turning our heads for sure. I'm going as far to say in my hot take, he makes the team. He has an impact in the running back room. Wouldn't be surprised if you even see him start at times. Definitely keep an eye on this guy going forward. Running back by committee, but maybe this guy takes more of the workforce, Brian. Well, you know, he reminds me of a guy that we had around here named Montel Owens, who was like the ninth or tenth running back in Jack Del Rio's first couple of seasons. Um, and, and, and he made the team because of special teams. And that's exactly what, uh, what's, what it looks like James Robinson's going to do. And, you know, Montel had some big plays here, fake punts and things like that, scored some touchdowns. Uh, you, you need guys like this, especially in the salary cap era. You need them to come on and be highly productive players that don't cost a lot of money and evolve and develop. Montel became a three-time Pro Bowl special teamer. Hey, if you can get that out of this kid, man, you're really doing something. Yeah, I think they're looking at this guy as a lot more than special teams. I, you know, I don't want to say he's going to be the starting running back, but uh, I think it's certainly up for consideration. I mean, he has looked very, very good. He has college. I mean, he's used to carrying the ball a lot. He's used to gaining a lot. John is giving us all kinds of problems. Yeah. John, well, they can have problems. an idea. They, they, they certainly can have an idea that he's going to, and, and, and I've gotten the sense, he's going to have a role in the offense as well. But a guy like that, every running back is going to have to, no one's going to be like Leonard and not play special teams. You're, this kid's going to have to make his mark on teams. Yeah, absolutely. If running back by committee means everyone's pulling some weights. We'll see how that works, but definitely keep an eye on James Robinson going forward as those are our hot takes when we come back for a few short minutes on Jaguars Drive Time. We preview the day coming up.
Hey, Jax fans, we all know Duval is a big place, and you need to get a lot of mileage out of what you drive. That's why Duval Motor Company puts service first. They don't just sell great cars and trucks. Their service departments take care of your loved ones by providing maintenance and repair for every make and model, even the ones they don't sell. They've got all of Duval covered when it comes to your ride. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization. That's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity previewing this wednesday on jaguars drive time brought to you by the duval motor company stay tuned to jaguars.com live 1050 defensive coordinator todd wash joins the media before wednesday's practice back out on the field you will then hear from new middle linebacker joe schobert coming up later on this afternoon Stay tuned to CBS 47 Fox 30 tonight for Jags Wired and Jaguars Happy Hour at 4 o'clock with our new media member Bucky, Bur Bucky Brooks joining us on Jaguars Happy Hour this afternoon and we'll be back on Jags Drive Time tomorrow morning right here. We'll see you then. <laughs>